At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, We guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family vdw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus this is live bet sunday on vsend the sports betting network What's up, folks, and welcome in. It is Live Bet Sunday here on VSIN, the sports betting network. A fantastic day ahead of us, of course. National Football League will begin in just a few minutes, and we'll have updates on that throughout the entire day. No college football show today, so it's just two hours of keeping track of the National Football League. But before we get into the NFL, a reminder for anybody who is just tuning in who was maybe uh, under a rock for some reason, Argentina. Wins the World Cup, defeats France 4-2 in penalties. So Argentina is going to grab this thing. And uh, Lionel Messi and Kylian Mbappe with a fantastic performance between the two stars. An awesome game. The best game of the World Cup and a fantastic World Cup it was. And this was absolutely tremendous. So again, Argentina, they are champions, world champions. And they lift the cup. 3-2, or excuse me, a 3-3 draw that goes into extras. And a 4-2 score in penalties gives Argentina the victory. Uh, With that... Let's move on to the National Football League as we are getting ready for these games, uh, kicking off in mere minutes, and we'll start with, the, as we usually do, where the, uh, the lines are going to close here and what we're going to see in terms of some of this movement, and we'll maybe set the table for what we're looking at from an in-game standpoint uh, when it comes to some of these matchups. So we'll start at the top of the rotation, Atlanta and New Orleans. Uh, we're going to get a late push here toward New Orleans as the Saints right now are going to close in the range of about a five-point favorite in this match with Atlanta. Total of 43.5 over at BetMGM. We're talking about a 4.5 minus 115 with a total of 43.5. So really, uh, really late move here at Circa too because that's up to 5.5 at a couple of spots. So right now, it does look like the New Orleans Saints getting a little bit of a late push here right before kickoff. Detroit and New York. Interesting move here because the New York Jets are up to a two-and-a-half point favor, and that's where we're going to close in this matchup with the Detroit Lions. Total of 44.5. Quinn Williams is not going to play for the New York Jets, so a pretty big loss up front for this defense, but still, this is just under that field goal number. With that total of 44, Zach Wilson is set to make the start. Kansas City taking on the Houston Texans. Right now, 14.5 is probably what we're going to close here, with a total of 48.5. I would tell you who's not going to play for the Houston Texans, but we'd be here for a while. A lot of guys are not going to be available here for Houston in this matchup with Kansas City, but no real push on the number here as this opened up 14 is going to close 14 and a half and the uh, total, the uh, only move is worth note here, 47 at the open, we're going to close 48 and a half. We move on from there, Philadelphia and Chicago. The Eagles going to close as about an eight and a half point favorite with a total of 48 and a half. So a little bit of a late move toward the Chicago Bears here. And then nine, a dead number, so nothing really uh, notable there, uh, but the move here from a pre-flop standpoint 
at least when we saw the open, uh, the total. And I didn't move where I kind of expected it to. We saw this get in some spots as high as 48 and a half, but we're going to close 48 and 48 and a half over at BetMGM, but 47 and a half in a couple of key spots as well, and even as low as 47, which is the book we sit at right now, Circa. Pittsburgh, Carolina is underway. Sam Darnold taking the field here for the Panthers. Panthers are going to close as a three-point favorite or two-and-a-half-point favorite with varying juice. Minus two-and-a-half, minus 115 over at BetMGM with a very low total on the board of 37. And last but not least of the morning slate, the most interesting one, I would say, Dallas Cowboys on the road against the Jacksonville Jaguars. This one during the week, as high as six and five-and-a-half. This thing's going to close four over at BetMGM with a total of 48. Certain spots again, Circa, Superbook, and others are going to close three and a half in favor of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, as far as morning games are concerned, uh, and we are uh, underway with all of these things now, um, my own allegiances as we're sitting right now uh, with some of this action, we got some teasers that are alive from a side perspective, though. Grab five earlier in the week with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Very disappointed, not on one of the main screens down here. So uh, Ben Wilson, my spotter, doing a terrible job. Uh, I'm going to stare up into the light this entire time to try to watch this game. No. Uh, so I've got, I've got a little action on the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars catching five at home in this spot. Uh, and then I took, I actually got a bad number here, took four with Atlanta in this matchup. Now, part of the late move, I guess, potentially here, uh, some somewhat scary and sad news to report is that uh, defense coordinator Dean Pease was headed to the hospital. He actually collapsed on the field, it does seem, and he had to be taken off. Uh, it looked like it was an on-field pregame collision. So report is that he's stable, alert, and responsive, but he was transported right before the game started to a New Orleans medical, uh, excuse me, I think it's a University Medical Center out in New Orleans for some testing. So defense coordinator not going to be out there on the field for the Atlanta Falcons might explain potentially some of this late move for Atlanta, or we should say for New Orleans, as this is up to like five and a half or five. So defensive coordinator at least the market says maybe worth five, five and a half points, but regardless, or should be one and a half points. Uh, but regardless, that is, I think, the movement in that regard. Well, as we wait for action to start uh, picking up here in these games, let's go to the afternoon uh, slate and let's start to look at some of these games and numbers really quickly. And we'll just set the scene with what we're having here. We'll have two hours to look at all these games, especially from a, an afternoon standpoint and break them down throughout. And we've got a plenty of great guests that are going to join us uh, to help us out in that regard. But we can at least look at some of these numbers and, and where they might potentially end up by the time we get to kickoff later today for some of these. Uh, I wanted to start in our own backyard because this has been – the interesting move, I think, of the week. New England and Las Vegas. Raiders, of course, playing host. Uh, right now, we're talking about a two-and-a-half-point spread with a total of 45. 44 and a half are out there as well in the market. And why this is interesting because of the just the journey of this market overall, uh, which has been the Raiders on the look-ahead line before they lost to the Los Angeles Rams last week were two-point favorites. Um, then we get the loss to the Los Angeles Rams. Market freaks out, actually reopens the Raiders as one-point underdogs in some spots earlier this week. But Darren Waller looks like he's going to be on the field here for the Las Vegas Raiders. Same with Hunter Renfro. And we have seen ever since the beginning of this week that this number has slowly and steadily been moving toward the Las Vegas Raiders to the point where now we are at 2.5 in favor of Las Vegas with a total of 44.5. And, and what I've very interested in as somebody who does have a teaser leg earlier in the week that is tied to the Raiders, but it was teasing them up from one to seven. It's really where this number goes, because obviously with the news that Renfro and Waller are going to be active, the public is going to be uh, very attracted to the Las Vegas Raiders. You're going to look at two and a half and see, hey, we just got to lay this and get this to three. I'd be interested to see if by the time we get to kickoff, we reach this full three here in favor of the Raiders, a team that really doesn't, they are still alive in the grand scheme of things, but has nothing to play for. But the really interesting dynamic is this Patriots defense, which at one point led the league in EPA per play, uh, and not the case so far right now. They have definitely fallen off the standings, and there is the old adage in the narrative, right, which is, hey, what does Bill Belichick like to do? Oh, he likes to take away your best weapon. But that hasn't been the case. There's really been no anecdotal evidence that this season he's been capable of doing that. This secondary has been atrocious for the New England Patriots. And we can go back to one of the best examples of this, which is Justin Jefferson and the Minnesota Vikings, where they took on the New England Patriots, and Jefferson ran roughshod all over the Patriots in a pretty big matchup that we saw a couple of weeks back. 11 receptions, excuse me, nine receptions on 11 targets, 139 yards, and a touchdown. So this game's pretty interesting for a lot of reasons. 
Obviously, the return of Waller and what that means for the dynamic of Devontae Adams, who has covered his receiving prop, at least in terms of receptions, in five out of the last six weeks outside of the Los Angeles Rams game, and what it means for this market in terms of really swinging super far in the other direction for the Las Vegas Raiders. But thought that was a notable line move to, to mention, at least at this point right now, as it does seem that we are approaching three in favor of the Las Vegas Raiders. So as we're looking around, we have a bunch of low-scoring games to start. Nothing really exciting to start here. I wanted to give you a couple of angles that I'm waiting for in terms of some in-game stuff. Uh, first off, let's go to Philadelphia and Chicago. So right now the Bears have a third and 10. We got 13-10 left to go in the first, and we're rolling here. Bears on their first possession. Um, what I'm hoping for is actually I'm hoping transpires right now which is a couple of empty possessions. Not going to be the case, as this is a big completion over the middle for Justin Fields and the Bears, and they're going to be down to their own 45-yard line. Um, but I thought that I missed out a little bit on what I thought was going to be a, a total that I wanted to play over, right? And again, talking about where this got to, 48 pretty much across the board consensus pre-flop, cl pre-flop closing. Uh, I wanted to bet this thing over, but was a little too high for me early on. So I wanted to see if maybe that I could get some empty possessions here for the Chicago Bears and the Philadelphia Eagles early, get this thing from a uh, pre-flop, like underneath that pre-flop number, get to about maybe, well, you're not going to get a ton of move early on. But if I get two empty possessions and some time off of the clock here, uh, maybe you can get about 46 and a half and bet this thing over the total between Philadelphia and Chicago. And obviously, I mean, the reason would be one, uh, Philadelphia does have a weakness. And yes, even for one of the favorites in the Super Bowl or to win a Super Bowl, uh, they have a weakness, and that would be up front. Uh, they have had some trouble against some pretty strong running games, and we know that the Chicago Bears, led by Justin Fields, have been pretty incredible. Now, the worry, I think, for me would be if the Chicago Bears, to an extent, are going to be able to um, kind of carry their weight when it comes to scoring here in this game. Fields can be explosive. He can be absolutely incredible, but at times it can only be him. We know that Chase Claypool is not going to be out there. Not a massive loss, but still, you'd like them to be at full strength for the most part for Chicago to get this thing over. But I'm hoping for a slower start so I can get in over the total. Uh, Weather-wise, it's just cold. It's not anything that's going to um, dampen any scoring activity for either team here. And on the other end, you have the Philadelphia Eagles, who I think it's safe to say that against the Chicago's Bears defense, they should be able to score at a relatively high clip to get this on an overpace. So hoping for a pretty ugly start early so we can get in on an adjusted total in game and see if we can play this thing over. My target would be 46 and a half, and it's not going to be the case at least right now as the Bears are on their first drive. Uh, in other news too, the Houston Texans, I wanted to point this out as well. So the Kansas City Chiefs and the Houston Texans. So we got 12 minutes left to go in the first, uh, third and two right now for the Kansas City Chiefs. You can hope for a little bit of a slow start for the Kansas City Chiefs, right, when it comes to their offense and the inability to score and maybe just maybe get this thing under 14. But this is one of those things that we see all the time when it comes to in-game wagering and some of these highly power-rated teams like the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, the in-game number gets pretty stubborn. Like even after some slow starts, empty possessions, you'll still see this thing floating around 14 for a really good minute of this game. And um, that is not going to be something that I think I'm going to get but I will be looking out to see if I can get that under 14 for the Kansas City Chiefs. Worth pointing out right now that the Detroit Lions are working on a potential score. They have a second and goal right now, 8.45 left to go in the first quarter. So they are knocking on the door in a matchup, which, of course, as we know, uh, closed. Jets minus 2.5, which I was kind of surprised with, uh, given the fact that I thought the market really loved this Lions team and thought that this would be, again, one of those instances where you got overwhelming support for Detroit. But... When you play, I think it's five out of seven games at home, including your bye week mixed in there. Uh, this is a, a little bit of an unfriendly environment for this offense, it would seem, but here they are on second and goal and potentially knocking on the door to get into the end zone. All right, as we wait for that score and others uh, to transpire, we'll take our break here. And we have plenty left to get to. On the other side, Mike Sco uh, Mark Schofield is going to join us, NFL analyst, SB Nation. We'll get his thoughts on what we're going to see a little bit later today. And, and some of the better storylines we're going to see later, like the bottom finally falling out on the Tennessee Titans. And maybe, just maybe, the Jacksonville Jaguars having a breath of life in the AFC South. That's coming back here on Live Bet Sunday.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is Live Bet Sunday on VSEN, the sports betting network. Time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today. Stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Got to be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. And if you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. A couple of updates in the NFL really quickly before we get to Mark Schofield, uh, NFL analyst over at SB Nation. First of which is the uh, Lions, 14 plays over 70 yards, and they get turned away on a fourth and goal. So the Jets are taking over right now at their own two-yard line, we'll call it, uh, and they are very near a safety, and actually that might be a safety. We'll see if they get the ball over the plane. Regardless, it's going to be about a second and 11 or a safety in favor of Detroit, and that's going to be about a second and 11. Uh, so a very big uh, win for those who are betting this thing under, and also from an in-game standpoint, very much worth noting uh, that this in-game total, I think got to as low, I will double-check, is 37.5 after that turnaway by the Detroit Lions, but some early success for the Lions, but nothing to come from it. Also, the Pittsburgh Steelers take their first drive into the end zone, 12 plays, 67 yards. We talk about this all the time when it comes to in-game wagering, especially in football. Those first drives, scripted, have a higher rate of success than you generally think. And maybe if you find yourself so inclined, if you thought the Panthers might be in a pretty good spot here in this game, might be worth looking at it from an in-game standpoint after an early touchdown drive from Pittsburgh, who leads 7-0 right now over the Carolina Panthers. And uh, we'll go. I'll go to check. Um, this Eagles and Bears game did reach a stoppage. It did seem that there was a pretty serious injury on the field. I didn't see who it was, uh, but somebody was being tended to on the field. Kevin Jenkins? All right, so we'll... Um, uh, sorry, excuse me, I say Kevin, Tevin, <laughs> Tevin Jenkins um, was being helped there. So we'll get an update on his status and what is happening with this game going forward. With that, uh, let's welcome in Mark Schofield, NFL analyst, SB Nation. Mark, we appreciate the time today. Thank you very much. Uh, I wanted to start a little bit later in the card here and get your thoughts on this Chargers matchup with the Tennessee Titans because it does seem that the bottom has kind of fallen out, right? There's so many people, I've been among them, and even going back to last year, been like, nah, the Titans can't keep this up, man. Like Every single thing that you look at would say that this is not a team that is as good as the record that it had. Well, it has started to kind of come to fruition that this team isn't that good. How bad does it get, though, because this is kind of the inverse of it, right, where the Chargers might start to look a little bit more competent going forward as they get healthier. 
Yeah, Jonathan, I think that's right. We've seen over the past week now that the Chargers have sort of figured things out, particularly on the defensive side of the ball with what they did against the Miami Dolphins last week in that Sunday night game, using a lot of press man coverage to sort of disrupt the timing with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell. And of course, now that Mike Williams and Keenan Allen are back in the lineup, we saw Justin Herbert have one of his best games of the season with the explosion he had throwing the football against that Dolphins defense. And so I really like the Chargers in this game. You know, we've been high on the Chargers in the media world. We've all been high on Los Angeles coming into the season. We thought this was the year that they would finally really put some pressure on the Kansas City Chiefs and that competitive AFC West. But we've seen the Chiefs run away with that division. But the Chargers seem like they have figured things out. Now that Williams and Allen are back in the lineup healthy, we're seeing some great football from Justin Herbert like we saw against the Dolphins. And on the flip side of this game, Tennessee, like you said, they've sort of stumbled a little bit. You fire the general manager midseason, which is never a good sign. And so from my perspective, I really like the Chargers in this game. Uh, really quickly, Khalif Raymond with a punt return for a touchdown. The Detroit Lions up 6 nothing over the New York Jets. Extra point pending. So from this game onward for the Chargers, like how real is this when it comes to it? Because I think one of the things that still bothers you about them defensively, even under Staley, right, a defensive guy, they just have not been that team. Injuries aside, even when they've been somewhat healthy, they have not been that good. So how legitimate would this be if the Chargers can kind of string this together over the last few weeks and make a run toward a postseason berth? I think it would be legitimate starting today because one of the knocks on Staley and this Chargers defense over the past couple of seasons is their inability to stop the run. But that was an underrated part of their victory over the Dolphins on Sunday night was their ability to slow down that Dolphins running game. So much of which sets up what Miami likes to do, throwing the football off of play action and RPO designs. That's been a thorn in Brandon Staley and the Chargers side for so many seasons. Their inability to stop the run consistently, they were able to do it. And as we get into December and January football, when you play a team like the Tennessee Titans, which we know loves to lean into the run game, if you could continue to slow down running games and force teams to be one-dimensional, that's going to help you going forward. And so I'm curious to see if, Jonathan, that continues here today. Yep. If we see the Chargers continue to stop the run, we'll be huge for their drive towards the playoffs. All right, let's go to a uh, 1.25 p.m. Pacific time kick. Cincinnati on the road against Tampa Bay. Uh, so, Mark, I've, I bought in. Like, I'm in on this Bengals team. I bet them a couple of weeks ago to win the Super Bowl. I think this team is tremendous. Their offensive line and the numbers in terms of pressures allowed has been absolutely great uh, with Burrow. So I guess the question would just be on the flip side here. It seems week after week, I was making this joke earlier in the week when I was on a different show, which was we kind of want to make the case for the Buccaneers almost every week, right? Like, hey, man, if they do this, this, and that, this is a secondary for Cincinnati that's kind of beat up now heading into this game. It, like, is there a case to be made here for Tampa Bay, or are these two teams heading so far in the opposite direction of one another it is foolish to think otherwise? I'm very much Jonathan the camp, but these are two ships passing in the night. When yep. you've watched the Tampa Bay Buccaneers the past couple of weeks, when have they been successful? Sort of two-minute situations, end-game situations, where Tom Brady sort of allowed to control the offense of the line of scrimmage, make calls, get in and out of the huddle, not even use huddles at times, and sort of take advantage of what a defense might be doing in prevent situations. But when you watch them in sort of mid-game situations, early-game situations, even in the scripted situations like you talked about earlier when you're supposed to have that higher success rate, they struggle. They're struggling to protect Tom Brady. He doesn't look comfortable right now in the pocket and throwing the football. He's sometimes not on the same page with his receivers. And you're going up against a team, like you said, everybody's buying back in on the Cincinnati Bengals. After their 2-3 and three start, they figured out a lot of things in the passing game, how to attack the too high coverage of this that we're seeing across the NFL. They figured out a shotgun run game, which was something that they you know, needed to do because they were showing their tendencies. When Burrow was under, send, under center, they were running. When he was in the shotgun, they were going to throw the football. Now they've given themselves some tendency breakers. Burrow struggled early in the year against those two high coverages since then. Since that two and three start, he's been one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL against those two high coverage looks. And so they've really figured things out. And when we're here, just a couple of weeks before, a couple of days really before Christmas, and you're at offense that's trying to figure things out where the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are right now, that's never a good place to be. The Bengals are playing some of their best football of the year right now. The Buccaneers are not. This seems to be an easy one to me. Grand scheme of things in the AFC, how much separates, uh, I mean, I would assume, right, you're the top three, Chiefs, Bengals, Bills? Chiefs, Bengals, Bills, those are the top three right now. And, you know, we saw the Bills with a hard-fought win last night against the Dolphins team. You know, that game was built so much about the elements, right? The snow, the cold, how Miami was going to favor. Miami gave it everything they had, but at the end, Buffalo was just too much with Josh Allen. Obviously, the Chiefs, when you have 15, you've got a shot. You know, they certainly have the ability to create explosive plays in the blink of an eye. They can create some long drives, too, because what we've seen from the Chiefs and, you know, the end of last year and even the times this year was sometimes they press a little bit too much, try to 
create that explosive play, but they've shown some patience in the passing game, particularly from Patrick Mahomes. But then those Bengals, you know, the way they have figured things out, like we just talked about, those three look like the teams in the AFC right now. Rashid Shahida is uh, the recipient of a 68-yard touchdown pass from Taysom Hill. So the uh, Saints all over the Atlanta Falcons, 14-0 right now, 18, uh, 8-17 left to go in the first quarter. From an in-game standpoint right now, Saints 16.5-point favorite with a total of 51-and-a-half. Uh, all right, as we move along, oh, should also note Zeke Elliott into the end zone too. Cowboys up 7-0 over the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think it should be Tony Pollard, but that's fine. Uh, seven nothing lead, seven and a half with a total of forty six and a half. Let's stick with this Cowboys team uh, really quickly uh, because I think Mark, what's been interesting, right? We saw we see the sleepy spot against the Houston Texans, but we also see the peak of what this this Cowboys team can be, uh, which is beaten up on really bad squads like the uh, Indianapolis Colts. Where do you find like where do you rank the Cowboys in terms of legitimate contenders in an NFC that seems very wide open outside of even the Philadelphia Eagles who do have a glaring weakness up front with their defense. Yeah, it does seem wide open in the NFC, Jonathan, but I do think those teams in the East, the Eagles and the Cowboys, are the two teams to really sort of focus on. I know the Vikings just got an epic comeback yesterday against Indianapolis, biggest comeback in NFL history. We can't forget that they were down 33 to nothing against the Indianapolis Colts in a home game with the opportunity to clinch the division on the line. And so when you look at the Vikings, you look at that resume, you look at the wins and the losses and the games like the one against Dallas, it's hard for me to fully buy in. But you look at the Eagles and you look at the Cowboys and they do some things extremely well that help you win in today's NFL. And for Dallas, it's getting pressure with four. They're one of the best teams in the NFL. Their pressure rate when rushing just four is best in the NFL. They have 152 pressures on the quarterback, which is a top five number when rushing the quarterback with just four. When you can get consistent pressure with four like the Dallas Cowboys do, that's going to give you a really good roadmap to winning games in the NFL, particularly when you start thinking about who they might match up against in the playoffs, who they might match up against down the stretch. That Christmas Eve game between Philadelphia and Dallas obviously is going to be huge, but it's really, Jonathan, those two teams, Philadelphia and Dallas, that I'm keeping my eye on in the NFC. Mark Schofield, again, NFL analyst, SB Nation. Mark Schofield up on Twitter. Mark, we are up against it, but thank you very much for the time today, sir. We appreciate it. Thank you so much, Jonathan. Have a great day. Enjoy the games. Thanks. You too, sir. Really appreciate that. So nice. Generally, people, you know, they're, they're always so nice when they sign off. I would enjoy some realism here. Like, all right, thanks. Wasted my time. Those are dumb questions. All right, we have a lot of stuff to get to here when it comes to the NFL and some score award updates. Uh, it does look like Philadelphia is getting some chunk plays, but I think Jalen Hurts just threw an interception, and uh, that might be the case here. So we're getting the slow start that I was hoping for here when it comes to a scoring standpoint between Philadelphia and Chicago. In-game number, let's see, 43 and a half. All right, we're in. Let's get in here. So we're going to bet this thing over the total. We'll come back. We'll have you updates on the scores all the way around in the National Football League. Hot start for the Atlanta Falcons, or excuse me, the New Orleans Saints against the Atlanta Falcons. And Zach Wilson of the Jets scuffling around a little bit. And Ian McMillan's going to be with us, get his betting aspect on everything in the NFL. Sunday on VSEN, the sports betting network. VSEN, the gift that keeps on giving, folks. Become a VSEN Pro subscriber for only seventy-nine bucks. You get access to everything we do from now through the Big Dance. Sign up today. You're going to get twenty dollars to buy VSEN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear at our online store. And a VSEN Pro subscription gets you lots of stuff, including our betting splits and other tools that help you become a better better. It's a limited time offer, so sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift at the, uh, get VEASAN Pro access to the end of March Madness at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. So a couple of uh, quick updates here. So the Chicago Bears and the Philadelphia Eagles continue to trade some empty possessions. So the, uh, the start that we were hoping for, I was hoping for, uh, in this game is coming to fruition. So we'll see what the adjusted in-game total is there so we can get in on maybe playing that thing over. And um, the Kansas City Chiefs are under that threshold that I was talking about, at least under 14. Uh, but the Houston Texans are driving right now, so there will be an opportunity to get in on a cheap price on Kansas City. Uh, but hopefully the Houston Texans can get a score here, hopefully a touchdown at that. All right, and also, um, as Ben Wilson, our esteemed spotter and soon-to-be host for the next 17 hours, uh, will tell us, in-game under, potentially, the angle for Pittsburgh and Carolina. Right, I'm not putting words in your mouth, uh, as these two teams... The last two possessions have gotten some goal line possessions, and we'll see if on this third and goal the Panthers can get something done. Oh, that is a touchdown. DJ Moore in. So a quick 7-6 game between these two. All right, with that, let's welcome in Ian McMillan, 
Nice enough to give us some time here today. Get his thoughts on what we're going to see a little bit later. But first, Ian, get your thoughts, senior editor of BetSided, I should note, on um, Atlanta and New Orleans. Not the greatest start for the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, when Taysom Hill is dropping dimes, you know it's going to be a little bit of a long day. And also, uh, the unfortunate news that Dean Pease had to go to the hospital uh, because of a collision on the field before the game started. So without their defensive coordinator, they're down 14 nothing and a 16.5-point underdog with a total of 50.5. Is there an angle here to look at, you think? Yeah, I think there might be, especially if you're like me and you did take the Saints uh, pre-flop. Uh, it might be a good time in the middle here because, yeah, this spread all the way up to 17 and a half some places. Uh, I think that's a lot of points. Obviously, Dean Pease going down isn't going to help this defense, um, but I do have faith in our rookie. I say our because, of course, I am a noted Falcons fan, so I'm trying yes. not to be biased. Uh, but Desmond Ritter, uh, it's going to take him at least a few series to get his feet underneath him uh, to get used to playing in live action for the first time this regular season. Once he does, I think he's going to look impressive, especially in the second half. So with the spread being all the way up to uh, 17, 17 and a half here at some places, I think now might be a, a time, especially like I said, if you're on Saints preflop, look for a middle uh, middle spot here uh, on the Falcons because uh, I I don't think this onslaught's going to continue. This is not exactly a top-tier team in the NFL in the Saints. So I think the, I think the Falcons will crawl back a little bit once Ritter gets his legs under him. I can dig it. I can dig it. Um, by the way, you're an Atlanta guy. You don't downgrade Atlanta because of the quarterback change, right? Like, I was making the argument this week. Like, you can make the argument that there's no move or maybe even a positive move just given the youth and the better arm. Yeah, I would say no move just because right. the, a little bit of uncertainty. Now, there are things that Marcus Mariota did better is just experience of being an NFL starting quarterback is worth something. But also, he missed a lot of deep throws this year, and he made some costly mistakes. So at the end of the day, I think it's a wash. I think it's no move with uh, with a young quarterback in there. Uh, we are in. I am in. Uh, now, over 40 with this Eagles and Bears game. So let's see if uh, we can get some more scoring here. And also, I don't know what happened there because there was a fourth and 10. Did the Texans get a penalty? Because they got a first and goal here against the Kansas City Chiefs. So hopefully another angle will present itself if uh, Houston can uh, get a touchdown. All right, Ian, let's talk about a little bit later today and the matchups we're going to see. I wanted to start with, uh, let's go with the Titans. I, I don't know why. I'm very interested. I did bet the Chargers, but I'm really interested in this Chargers-Titans matchup because I do think that this Titans team, you know, they're one that I bet against the last couple of weeks, and rightfully so. Like, the, the house of cards is kind of falling apart here, and I think it's an angle to just continue to bet against this team until the market makes some real adjustments. And now you get on the other side, a Charger squad that has started to get healthy. Am I barking up the wrong tree and just kind of going against Tennessee once more here? No, I think if you're taking a side, I think going against Tennessee is kind of the right call. Uh, everyone's kind of focused on the Vikings being the quote-unquote fraudulent team in the NFL. I think the Titans kind of were for a while, too. So we're seeing them kind of come crashing back down to earth. But my favorite play for this game is actually the over. And I love the over in this game because we know in football, styles make fights. And if you look at the two offensive strengths of both teams, they're going up against the weakness of the two defenses. We know the Titans love to run the ball. They're uh, fifth in uh, uh, rush play percentage. Now they're going up against arguably the worst run defense in the NFL in the Chargers. who are giving up 5.4 yards per carry. And if the same is true uh, on the flip side of things. The Chargers uh, throw the ball the second most amount of times per game in the NFL. Only the Buccaneers throw the ball more in the Chargers. And now they're going up against the Titans defense that has given up 8.5 yards per pass attempt on defense. Uh, over their last three games. One of the worst secondaries in the NFL, especially as of late. So I love the over. I think it's a great matchup for both offenses. I think it might be a little bit of a shootout here. It's still only in the mid-40s, uh, so I like the over quite a bit in that one. Despite definitely my favorite total bet of the day. Tight, uh, Texans up 7 nothing over the Kansas City Chiefs, so a slow start for Kansas City. We'll give you an in-game update there momentarily, but the Texans did find the end zone on that drive, so 101 left to go in the first quarter. Texans up early. This is now 6.5 in favor of Kansas City with a total of 47.5, and, and that is a playable number, I would think, uh, in-game for the Kansas City Chiefs. All right, Ian, let's go to Patriots-Raiders. Uh, it's pretty interesting, the journey of this line throughout the entire week, going back to the look-ahead line, uh, where you know we opened up two in the look-ahead line, got the Patriots minus one, then we're back to that two and a half. What do you make of this matchup for the, Ra the Patriots and a Raiders team who, yes, they're getting Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro back, it seems like, but don't really have much to play for? Yeah, I don't have much to play for, and uh, that was a bit of a backbreaker, them losing last Thursday night there against uh, the Rams. So I, I am on the Patriots in this spot. I don't think enough people are giving the Patriots uh, enough credit for their defense. Their defense has been a top-10 unit all season, top-five 
at times, even just look at a simple stat like opponent yards per play, they're sixth in the NFL. Whereas we know the Raiders' defense has been one of the worst. I mean, they just allowed Baker Mayfield after two days with the Rams to drive 98 yards against them. So I think the defense is going to be the difference maker. And the Patriots' offense, uh, yeah, they haven't been a great unit. They haven't been a top-tier unit. But they do all right when they do take on poor defenses. They struggle a bit uh, when they take on uh, good defenses. Obviously, struggled quite a bit against the Bills a couple weeks ago. Even their wins against the Jets, their offense struggled. But they've been fine when they've taken on lower tier uh, defenses, and that's and that's what the Raiders have. So uh, I'll back uh, Bill Belichick in this spot. I I trust his defense to shut down the Raiders here, especially their pass defense has been very good, especially over the past few weeks. So I I like the Patriots in this spot to get it done and to cling on to that final playoff spot in the AFC. You know, every time we bring you on, uh, we ask. I, I would initially would ask the question like, "Oh, what do you want today?" You're on every single game, so you're <laughs> yes. going to sweat out, unfortunately, something when it comes to the Cardinals and the Broncos. Uh, tell yes. me what your edge is here between these two and why you would put yourself through it as well yeah it's one of those games that uh when i go to place my bet on it i wish i didn't at the start of the year say i was going to bet on 200 all 272 nfl games but i do have to place a bet here uh and yeah i'm just not going to bet on brett brett rippian i mean betting on the broncos is painful enough doing with brett rippian in the lineup uh it's going to make it even more painful he's only completed 57.3 percent of his passes in his career uh throwing for three touchdowns six interceptions obviously the broncos defense is good but they struggle to win games with russell wilson at quarterback i can't imagine how hard it's going to be now uh with brett ripian a quarterback even as much as as bad as russell wilson has been this year in no world is brett ripian any kind of upgrade he is a significant downgrade from russell wilson so uh i will back the cardinals i'm just taking them on the money line here i got them early in the week at around plus 126 so uh the line has kind of shifted since then but uh yeah i'll, I'll back the cardinals here but it's certainly not a not a game i'm super confident in, one i wish i could stay away but i will take the cardinals I'll, it's as simple as just looking at the two quarterbacks and i'll fade brett Ripian as much as i can all right our other afternoon matchup we get cincinnati and tampa bay I, I worry that I th I feel like when I look at this game, Ian, I'm like, I, th I think it's just as simple as it's time to stop like looking at Tampa Bay as yes. anything but just a very poor team who is a little bit overvalued by the betting market. They've covered one game since that sec since week two. They've covered one game since week two. I think it's evidence enough that the market is a little too high still on this team. But now we're talking about a three and a half point spread on the road for Cincinnati. You still think that's not enough? I do. I, I, you, you hit the nail on the head there. Every time that, uh, every week I bet against the Buccaneers, I, they look terrible. I expect the market to adjust, but they still haven't adjusted to where I think this Buccaneers truly is set to be. Because everyone, and it seems like the betting market is the same way. They just think, oh, this is Tom Brady. He's going to get it together at some point. They're going to make the playoffs. They're going to be a dangerous team in the playoffs. I don't think that's going to happen. I think we can just safely keep betting against them at these current numbers. You look at their offense, 26th in yards per play, 21st in third down conversion rate, 21st in red zone offense. They're almost a bottom 10 offense, uh, and their defense does have some strengths, but also has some weaknesses. Uh, so I will not be betting against uh, the Bengals, who might be the hottest team in the NFL right now. Uh, they are looking like uh, the AFC champion from last year. I will continue to fade Tom Brady and the Buccaneers uh, gladly because uh, I'm sick of seeing Tom Brady uh, win games and win Super Bowl. So give me the Bengals once again, uh, minus three and a half. You're a Falcons fan? Is there something personal there? I don't know. Uh, all right, last 60 seconds we got. Sunday Night Football, What's uh, what do you got here? Yeah, I'll just, uh, I'm going to go with the over in this one. I was on the over between the Giants and Commanders two weeks ago, uh, over 40 and a half, 2020, went in overtime, thought it was a winner. Of course, it tied 2020. So a little bit of a grudge pick for me here, but uh, there are some bright spots, especially the Giants' red zone offense. Uh, score touchdown on 61% of the red zone trips. That's going to contribute quite a bit to an overbet, one of the better red zones off offenses in the NFL. And they did combine for over 725 yards last two times these, these teams played. I think it was a shame the over didn't hit in the first time. I'll go mm -hmm. back to the well on the over for Sunday Night Football. Ian McMillan, Ian, I-A-I-N-M-A-C, bets up on Twitter. Good to talk to you, Ian. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Take care. Good luck. Senior editor over at Bedsided, where you can find the work. All right, we'll uh, come back. Go through some of these box scores, see if we can find out what's going on uh, with these morning games in the National Football League. Uh, of note, the Dallas Cowboys working on potentially another scoring drive up 7-0 in deep in Jags territory with 13-34 left to go in the second quarter. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah I, yeah because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard like you see him in the Olympics. Exactly. He's gonna guard, and then on I'm top of that, like that, see that, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to point game. I remember you came out from crying tears, <laughs> crying. Tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock, and then he's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Live Bet Sunday on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. Turn a loss into a win with BetMGM. Place a one-game parlay wager with at least four legs on any pro football game. If all legs of the parlay but one hit, you'll get your stake back in free bets up to $25. Log into your account, download the app, sign up with BetMGM to take advantage of this offer all season long. Just opt into the one-game parlay insurance promotion, then place a one-game parlay wager with four legs or more on any pro football game. If you miss only one leg in your wager, you'll receive up to $25 back in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Got to be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification eligibility requirements. Or it's issued. It's not withdrawable. Free bets site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. All right. Let's take our tour around the scoreboard here in the NFL. Give you some updates on, on what is happening. Uh, so the in-game angles uh, that we are tracking so far is uh, one, the Houston Texans and the Kansas City Chiefs. We are hoping, it's funny, we talked about it, right? It was like, hey, hopefully it gets under 14 so you can maybe get in on this. Well, after a 7-0 lead for Houston, got under 7. Get in, and sure enough, what happens, it is now a 7-7 game. Kansas City Chiefs have tied this thing up. Patrick Mahomes, of course, doing his thing. Uh, short right to McKinnon for 20 yards, and that is a touchdown. Extra point is good. So we're all knotted up at 7 apiece. 12-27 left to go in the second. So what I figure we could do here, too, as we're updating these scores, is look around at some of these box scores. Because obviously box scores tell you a picture of what's going on here, uh, including, like Ben and I were kind of shocked by this, this is this going to be a shootout in Carolina? Like the Steelers are already into the end zone yet again. Uh, so this is going to be a 13-7 lead with an extra point coming. Well, let's focus quickly on the game that we were just talking about here. So Chiefs and Texans, when you're looking at the box score overall, really it's actually pretty even. But I think the one thing that kind of sticks out for you, if you're looking at it from an angle to take here or what you're hoping for going forward will transpire, uh, it is the fact that the Kansas City Chiefs are averaging six yards of play compared to 4.4 for the Houston Texans. And not shot themselves in the foot consistently, but giving up a sack to um, the Houston Texans. I think they were called for a penalty for about 14 yards as well. That has not helped them out, failing to convert on two third downs. They have been somewhat explosive, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs have, and we saw that on that touchdown play. And I think you're feeling pretty confident if you got in on cheap price in-game on Kansas City, or if you still feel inclined to do so, by the way. Like I said, my original uh, thought process was the buy point was going to be under 14. You're still sitting at 11.5 in this game with a total of 49.5. 
The Texans are beat to crap right now in terms of their injuries. This is one where, yes, you get off to a relatively decent start against Kansas City, but as these possessions wear on, you'd very much expect Kansas City to be able to pull away and not only cover uh, what we're talking about as the lowest point of that number of 6.5, uh, but even potentially to cover about a 10.5, which is up on the board right now, uh, that just flashed at BetMGM about minus 115. So we'll keep track of that, but I think that's pretty. I think that would be the angle you're looking for here if we're talking about Kansas City here in this spot against the Houston Texans. Uh, let's go to Philadelphia and Chicago because this is one where I uh, got in as well. Bet this thing over 40 on an in-game total. Right now, the in-game total is down to 38 and a half, so it's not too far off from where I'm involved with. Uh, but again, looking at what we've seen so far, I mean, it's not like these teams have been terrible. Uh, for Philadelphia, for example, 6.8 yards per play, 95 total yards in this game so far, and yet we're still scoreless uh, with 11.54 left to go in the second, and the Chicago Bears have actually played relatively well on their own, right? Their yards per play clip is actually not that good, 3.5 per play, uh, but you're still talking about a Chicago Bears team that has had some uh, relatively solid chunk plays, but they're being called for penalties, which is not really helping them out. In other words, this does seem like a game that should be higher scoring, or at least on pace to be higher scoring than it initially is right now. So we've got Philly. Uh, I think they got a fourth and six right now. 11.54 left to go in the second. I believe they will be trotting on. I can't tell where they're at from a uh, field standpoint. I think they're the Chicago 23. So we're going to get a field goal attempt here with 11.54 and potentially the first points of the game. But I would not necessarily be punting on this thing still going over the total. Uh, between the 20s, we've seen Philly get some action, and I would think that this is maybe the start of something. Jalen Hurts has also been kind of erratic. Not erratic. That's not the right term. Um, he's been trying to find guys deep. He's been getting a little bit aggressive with his passing attack. He's been overthrowing dudes left and right. Uh, just tried to hit A.J. Brown in the end zone. It was earlier, I think it was Devonta Smith on a corner route that he tried to hit that he overthrew him as well. So maybe getting a little too aggressive against the Bears secondary, which he can, I guess, uh, he feels, can have success against. But I would assume that we're going to get some more consistent scoring and uh, offense from both of these teams. Let's go to Jacksonville. 14-0, Dallas Cowboys up on top of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Current in-game number right now, 9.5 in favor of Dallas with a total of 51.5. But Jacksonville is driving right now. And um, I think they're in the 30. Yeah, they're inside the 30. They might actually be inside the 20, and they are. So they're going to be – this is a red zone possession for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I would say that if uh, those of you who maybe bet this thing over the total, you're probably feeling pretty good, not just because Dallas has 14 points on the board – uh, but Jacksonville has moved the ball, and here they are right now with a first and goal uh, with about 8.30 left to go in the second, but 144 yards for the Dallas Cowboys, but both teams right now, six yards per play for Dallas, 5.8 yards per play for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, this is one where I think you're feeling pretty confident that this pace at this point is going to be sustainable, and I also think this kind of plays to what, even though they're down 14 nothing. Uh, I was talking about this Matt Brown earlier in the week, on Final Countdown? That's what it is, right? Yeah, Final Countdown. I don't know why I always forget. I feel like a mall and Dave's show is Final Countdown, right? That's big bets. Got it. Of course. How could I forget that? A mall's on the show. Um, but regardless, we were talking about the, like, the flow of this game and how it might go between Jacksonville and Dallas, and we both kind of came to the conclusion that I think a game like this, as Jacksonville finds the end zone, it lends itself to Jacksonville, right? Being a little bit more high scoring, having the offense have a little bit more consistency. Like this is like, if this is like a knockdown slobber knocker type fight where it's low scoring and ugly, I don't think that's the one that Jacksonville wants to play. I think they want to be able to get up and down the field. And actually, I think it showed, they had a stat earlier. I think it was, a, can you, I don't have to look this up. It was like the, the Jags this season, I think they're undefeated past a certain point threshold. I think it's like 24 points or something like that. I'll get a confirmation on that. But regardless, 14-6 with the extra point up, and the extra point is good. So 14-7 game, 7.45 left to go. I do think that this pace lends itself to what Jacksonville wants to do here. In-game number now, as an update, we'll give to you once that is reposted. All right, let's go to what is uh, turning into a fun game, I guess, between Carolina and Pittsburgh. One that... When we were looking at the schedule at the beginning of the week, I was like, Ugh, no thank you, like in any way, shape, or form. Uh, but Mitch Trubisky, and this was kind of a – we saw the market uh, in terms of an adjustment after Trubisky was announced uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers in this game. Nothing really crazy, but we did see that a bunch of threes popped up today, and it closed in pre-flop three with some altered juice depending on where you looked here. But Trubisky has come in and played a really solid game. 
Six for six so far in this game, 68 yards, 11.3 yards per attempt. They're running the ball extremely well, Pittsburgh is, and I think that's the surprising factor that I would assume there is some regression. If you if Carolina has played relatively well in any stretch this season, it's been defensively. It's been a team that is quietly inside the top 10 of EPA per play this year and, and on that side of the ball has played the run really effectively. And when you're talking about Najee Harris at 5.8 yards per clip and the team at 4.6 and two rushing touchdowns, I would assume that there is if there is some sort of regression somewhere in this game, it would be that the Steelers are not going to be able to maintain this success on the ground. Again, that's an assumption given what we know about the Carolina Panthers so far. But, I mean, look at some of these numbers. 142 yards for the Pittsburgh Steelers, 6.5 yards per play. Carolina's only got 100 total yards, but they're averaging 6.7 yards per play. I would not – I don't think on the surface that this is the game we expected. And in-game total-wise, too. I mean, so we're talking 45.5 right now. From an in-game standpoint over at BetMGM, remember uh, that this game closed pre-flop at 37. So we're pretty high from an in-game total standpoint. It might be worth looking this thing under the total, especially now that we're getting out of these scripted plays and into these non-scripted uh, situations for both offenses. And Sam Darnold and Mitch Trubisky are playing quarterback, which I will say, if these guys are going to be turnover-worthy prone uh, or turnover-worthy play prone, we'll call it, because Mitch Trubisky does have that issue throughout his career, this thing could still get over that total uh, just because of them consistently putting the ball in danger. Uh, let's go to Detroit and New York. We have a 7-7 tie here. Lions up uh, a 1.5 point favor right now. Yeah, 1.5 point favor, minus 120, with a total of 45.5. Story here, of course, uh, is that, dare we say, the... Zach Wilson led New York Jets, showing some competence on offense, uh, if you will. The uh, Jets got into the end zone courtesy of a Zach Wilson touchdown pass. It actually was uh, pretty good, Uh, but uh, C.J. Ozoma, I think, was the one uh, that caught that touchdown pass from Wilson for 40 yards, and that's where we're at here up to this point. And after an opening drive for the Detroit Lions, in which they went 75 yards, uh, they were held down on their second possession, but they're marching here right now. They've got a nine-play, 64-yard drive coming up. The Lions have shown some pretty consistent offensive success, and their second possession already inside the 20-yard line here today. This is one game where we were talking about this behind the scenes that we were all kind of like, huh, Quentin Williams gets ruled out. It's pretty big for this defense. Uh, the line still moved in favor of New York, and they closed pre-flop two and a half, but right now it does look like the Lions are going to get a touchdown called back. Uh, I assume that's a that's a hold, whatever it's going to be. But still, this Lions offense is moving against the New York Jets. And in-game-wise, I don't think really outside of, eh, we'll call them some good passes from Zach Wilson. Against, by the way, we should note, a very bad secondary. So there is a chance that's still sustainable here. But Detroit has really shown to have some consistency here offensively. And if that secondary is still going to give up some holes, this might be a little bit of a higher scoring game than the market first thought when this game opened up. But 44.5 is the in-game total right now for a game that closed. It's right about where we were, 43 and a half, 44. All right, we'll take our break. Second hour live, but Sunday, we continue to roll on here and update everything going on in the NFL and look ahead to the later games as well. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm. The Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l e e s a dot com slash iHeart.